Welcome to the Study His Word podcast, brought to you by Fear and the Faith, where we read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. The Bible is full of great wisdom and stories that we can use to better our Christ-like walk every day. Join us on our mission to get one million people to read the Bible cover to cover. Visit studyhisword.com for more info, resources we have available, upcoming projects, and events. So we're reading 1 Samuel. So it's 1 Samuel chapter 18 through 21, and I read from the ESV if you want to follow along. So, as soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the son of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him and gave it to David, and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt. And David went out and was successful wherever Saul sent him, so that Saul sent him over the men of war. And this was good in the sight of all people who were also in the sight of Saul's servants. As they were coming home, when David returned from striking down the Philistine, the woman caught, came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul, with tambourines, with songs of joy, with musical instruments. And the women sang to one another as they celebrated. Saul had struck down his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very angry, and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have described thousands, which what more can he have but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day on. The next day, a harmful spirit from God rushed upon Saul, and he raved within his house while David was playing the lyre as he did day by day. Saul had his spear in his hand, and Saul hurled the spear, for he thought, I will pin David to this wall. But David evaded him twice. Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him, but had departed from Saul. So Saul removed him from his presence and made it him a commander of a thousand. He went out and came in before the people, and David had success in all his undertakings, for the Lord was with him. When Saul saw that he had great success, he stood in fearful all of him. But all of Israel and Judah loved David, for he went out and came in before them. Then Saul said to David, Here is my elder daughter Merab. I will give her to you for a wife. Only be valiant for me and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul thought, Let not my hand be against him, but let the hand of the Philistines be against him. And David said to Saul, who, who am I, and who are my relatives, my father's kin in Israel, that I should be son-in-law to the king? But at that time when Merab, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David, she was given to Ariel, the Methalite, for a wife. Now Saul's daughter, Mishael, loved David, and they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. Saul thought, let me give her to him, so that she may be a snare for him, that the hand of the Cilicine may be against him. Therefore Saul said against him a second time, You shall now be my son-in-law. And Saul commanded his servants, Speak to David in private and say, Behold, the king has delight in you, and all his servants love you. Now then, become Saul's son-in-law. And Saul's servants spoke these words in the ears of David. And David said, Does it seem to you a little thing to become a king's son-in-law, since I am a poor man and have no reputation? And the servants of Saul told him. Thus and so did David speak. And Saul said, Thus shall you say to David, The king desires no bride price except a hundred foreskins of the Philistines, that he, he may be avenged of the king's enemies. Now Saul thought to make David fall by the hands of the Philistines. 
When his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to the king's son-in-law. Before the time had expired, David arose and went along with his men and killed 200 of the Philistines. And David brought their foreskins, which were given in number to the king, that he might become the king's son-in-law. And Saul gave him his daughter, Mishael, for a wife. But when Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David and saw that Mishael, Saul's daughter, loved him, Saul was even more afraid of David. So Saul was David's enemy continually. And the commanders of the Philistines came out to battle, and as often as they came out over the battle, over David, they had much more success than all the servants of Saul, and his name was highly essential. Chapter 19. And Saul spoke to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants, that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, Saul, my father seeks to kill you. Therefore be on your guard in the morning. Stay in a secret place and hide yourself. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are. And I will speak to my father about you. And if I learn anything, I will tell you. And Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king sin against his servant David, because he has not sinned against you, because his deeds have brought good to you. For he took his life in his hand, and he struck down the Philistine. And the Lord worked a great salvation for all of Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against innocent blood by killing David without cause? And Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan. Saul swore, As the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. And Jonathan called David, and Jonathan reported to him all these things. And Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence again. And there was war again. And David went out and fought with the Philistines and struck them with a great blow, so that they fled before him. Then a harmful spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand. And David was playing the lyre. Then a harmful spirit from the Lord came to Saul as he sat down in the house with the spear in his hand. And David was playing the lyre. And Saul sought to pin David to the wall with his spear, but he eluded Saul, so that he struck the spear into the wall. And David fled and escaped that night. Saul sent messages to David's house to watch him, that he might kill him in the morning. Michelle, David's wife, told him, if you do not escape with your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So she let David down the window, and he fled and escaped. Michelle took an image and laid it on the bed and put a pillow of goat's hair in his head and covered it with the clothes. When Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, he is sick. Then Saul sent the messengers to see David, saying, bring him up to me in the bed, that I may kill him. When the messengers came in, behold, the image was in the bed, the pillow of goat's hair on his head. Saul said to Michelle, why have you deceived me? Thus let my enemy go that he has escaped. She answered Saul. He said to me, let me go. Why shall I kill you? Now David fled and escaped, and he came to Saul at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Saul, Samuel went out and lived at Nathath. And he told Saul, behold, David is at Nathath in Ramah. And Saul sent messengers to take David. When they saw the company of the prophets prophesying and Samuel standing his head over them, the Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. When it was told Saul, he sent other messengers, and they also prophesied. And Saul sent messengers again a third time, and they also prophesied. When the, he himself went into Ramah, he came to the great well that is in Sikhu, and he said, Where is Samuel and David? One said, Behold, they are at Nathath and Ramah. And he went there, and the Spirit of God came upon him. And as he prophesied until he came into Nathath at Ramah, and he too 
stripped off his clothes, and he too prophesied before Saul all that day and all that night. Thus it is said, is Saul also among the prophets. Chapter 20. And David fled from Naoth at Ramah and came and said before Jonathan, What have I done? What is my guilt? What is my sin before your father that he seeks my life? And he said to him, Far from it. You shall not die. Behold, my father does nothing either great or small without disclosing it to me. And why should my father hide this from me? It is not so. But David bowed him again, saying, Your father knows well that I have found favor in your eyes. And he thinks, Do not let Jonathan know of this, lest he is grieved. But truly, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. Then Jonathan said to David, Whatever you say, I will do for you. David said to Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow is a new moon, that I shall not fail to sit at my table with the king. But let me go, that I may hide myself in the field till the third day at evening. Your father misses me at all, then say, David earnestly asks leave of me to run to Bethlehem, his city. There is a yearly sacrifice there for all of me. He says, Good, it will be well with your servant. But if he is angry, then know that harm is determined by him. Therefore, deal, deal kindly with your servant, for you brought your servant into a covenant with the Lord with you. But if there is guilt in me, kill me yourself, or why should you bring me to your father? Jonathan said, Far be it from you. If I knew that it was determined by my father that harm should come to you, would I not tell you? David said to Jonathan, Who will tell me if your father answers you roughly? Jonathan said to David, Come, let us go out into the field. So they both went out into the field. And Jonathan said to David, The Lord of the God of Israel be witness. When I have surrounded my father about this time tomorrow, or the third day, behold, if he is well disposed towards David, shall I not then send it and disclose it to you? But should it please my father to do you harm, the Lord do it so to Jonathan, and more, if I do not disclose it to you, and send you away, that you may go in safety. May the Lord be with you, as he has been with my father. But I am still alive. Show me the steadfast love of the Lord, that I may not die. And do not cut off your steadfast love in my house forever. When the Lord cuts off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. And Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord take vengeance on David's enemies. And Jonathan made David swear again by his love for him, for he loved him as his own soul. Then Jonathan said to him, Tomorrow is the new moon, and you will be missed, because your seat will be empty. The third day, go down quickly to the place where you hid yourself in the matter with that hand, and remain besides the stone heap, and I will shoot three arrows on the side of it, as though I shot at a mark. And behold, I will send a boy, saying, Go find the arrows. I say to the boy, Look, the arrows are on the side of you, take them, and you are to come. For the Lord lives, it is safe for you, and there is no danger. But if I say to the youth, Look, the arrows are beyond you, and go, for the Lord has sent you away. And as the matter which you and I have spoken before, behold, the Lord is between you and me forever. So David hid himself in the field. When the new moon came, the king sat down to eat food. The king sat at his seat, as at other times, on the seat by the wall. Jonathan sat opposite. Albert sat by Saul's side, but David's place was empty. Yet Saul did not say anything that day, for he thought, Something has happened to him. He is not clean. Surely he is not clean. But on the second day, the day after the new moon, David's place was empty. And Saul said to Jonathan, his son, why has not the son of Jesse come to the meal, either yesterday or today? And Jonathan answered Saul, 
David earnestly asked me, asked leave of me to go to Bethlehem. He said, let me go, for our clan holds a sacrifice in the city. My brother has commanded me to be there. So now if I have found favor in your eyes, let me get away to see my brothers. For this reason, he has not come to the king's table. Then Saul's anger was kindled against him, against Jonathan. And he said to him, you son of a perverse, rebellious woman, do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame, to the shame of your mother? For as long as the son of Jesse lives on this earth, neither you nor your kingdom shall be established. Therefore send and bring him to me, for he shall surely die. And Jonathan answered Saul, his father, why should he be put to death? What has he done? But Saul hurled his spear at him to strike him. So Jonathan knew that his father was determined to put David, David to death. And Jonathan rose up from the table in fierce anger, anger and ate no food on the second day of the month. For he was grieved for David because his father had disgraced him. And in the morning, Jonathan went out into the field to the appointment with David and with him a little boy. And he said to the boy, run and find the arrows that I shoot. And as that boy ran, he shot an arrow. And when the boy came to the place of the arrow that Jonathan had shot, Jonathan called after the boy and said, is not the arrow behind you? Jonathan called after the boy, hurry, be quick. Do not stay. So Jonathan's boy gathered the arrows and came to his master. But the boy knew nothing. Only Jonathan and David knew the matter. And Jonathan gave his weapons to the boy and said, Go and carry them into the city. And as soon as the boy had gone, David rose from behind the stone heap and fell on his face to the ground and bowed three times. And they kissed one another and wept with one another, David weeping the most. And Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, because we have sworn both of us in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord shall be between you and me, between my offspring and your offspring forever. And he rose and departed, and Jonathan went into the city. Chapter 21 Then David came to Nob at Amalek the priest. And Amalek came to meet David, trembling, and said to him, Why are you alone, and no one with you? And David said to Amalek the priest, The king has charged me with the matter, and said to me, let no one know anything of the matter about you, I said, with which I have charged you. For I made an appointment with the young men for such a place. Now then, what do you have on hand? Give me five loaves of bread or whatever is here. And the priest answered David, I have no common bread on hand, on hand, but there is holy bread. The young men have kept themselves from women. And David answered the priest, Truly women have been kept from us always when I go on expedition. The vessels of the young men are holy, even when it is an ordinary journey. How much more today will their vessels be holy? So the priest gave him the holy bread, for there was no bread there but the bread of the presence, which is removed from before the Lord and taken to by hot bread on the day it is taken away. Now a certain man on the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord, the same with Doeg the Edomite, the chief of Saul's herdsmen. David said to Amalek, then have you not here a spear or a sword at hand? For I have brought neither my sword nor my weapons with me, because the king's business required haste. And the priest said, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom you struck down the valley of Eve, the old, is wrapped here in a cloth beyond the ephod. If you take that, take it, for there is none but that here. And David said, There is none like that. Give it here. David rose and fled that day from Saul and went to Ash, the king of Gath. And the servants of Ash said to him, 
Is not this David the king of the land? Do they not sing to one another of him in dances? Saul struck down thousands, and David ten thousands. David took these words to heart, and he was much afraid of Ash, the king of Gath. So he changed his behavior before them and pretended to be insane in their hands and make marks on the doors and the gate and let his spittle run down his beard. And Ash said to his servants, Behold, you see the man is mad. Why then have you brought him to me? Do I lack madmen that you have brought this fellow to me to behave as a madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? That concludes our reading for the day. Thanks for taking a little bit of your day to listen to the Word. We hope today's message really spoke to you. Remember, you can find more resources, connect with us, or sign up to get weekly readings on our website, studyhisword.com. Until next time, God bless you, and may His light shine upon you.